0: Sorry, sorry. Are we live? I don't know. There we go. Now we're live. Now we're good to go. All right. Had a button problem, but we're good. The Dream 3 Podcast, Back in Your Life, episode 22. We're going to talk about some World Cup soccer. But we got a very special guest today, but first, we get to it. Got to thank the sponsors that keep letting us do this show. Thank you. Slab Savers, protectyourslabs.com. If you use code DREAM3, you're going to get 10% off your order. Always use slab savers. They're awesome. Graded cards. If you have any graded cards and you ship them, make sure that they're protected. So go to gradedship.com.
1: Graded cards. Nobody wants
0: eBay returns. Nobody wants eBay returns, especially this time of year when, you know, UPS is screwing up and the postal service is screwing up. If you use code dream 15, you're going to get 15% off your order. Those guys are great. They got great products. And then finally, if you're tired of paying eBay seller fees, eBay prices, go to prospect.cards. That's www.prospect.cards. If you use code DREAM3, you can buy and sell products and get a 0% seller's fee. Zero. You get all your money for the first two months. And then after that two months, it only goes up to 2%. Where on eBay, you're paying 12 13% on cards. And when you're like Neil and you're doing thousands of dollars in sales, shh. <laughs> Maybe you want to have all that money. So, I thank the sponsors. A lot of stuff has happened, but you know, we're going to bring our guest in here anyway because we can go anywhere with our guest. So, talking soccer, um, this man is a member of a professional race team. He has many championship rings, but loves the game of soccer. Played hockey back in the day. So, He's right up your alley, Neil. He is my cousin. Welcome Josh Blackburn to the show, Josh. Hey guys, nice to join. Nice to be part of it. It's been a while. It's been like what, since April? Since since April? You? Since April. Since yeah. the the big wedding, yeah. Since That's since correct. the big wedding, yes, correct. So, Josh, let our listeners know Kind of your background into cards, either the first anything you can remember, the first time you have picked up cards, and kind of getting back into it, or where you're at now. Oh, uh, I
2: think. Well, I guess my reintroduction was you two back in at the wedding and, and talking about mm-hmm. it. But uh, that's true. Um, uh, growing up in the Midwest, I, everyone around here plays baseball. And I, I guess I grew up in when uh, what they would call the original junk era, the junk wax era. And like every after every little league game, you got a a, one of those little ten cent packs of baseball cards, and everyone just kept them. And uh, from the looks of it, everyone still keeps them. Uh, But uh, that's what I did. I'm growing up. I I kept all my stuff. I know grandma. Uh, Caleb, our, our grandma, she bought me for one of my birthdays. It ended up being the, the 92 tops, the full, the full set, like the full box of stuff. And then growing up, like I, like you said, I played hockey growing up and, uh, I was sick of baseball and baseball cards. So I started to collected as many hockey cards as I could. And then from about probably middle school to, uh, two or three months ago, I didn't collect anything.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and
2: started looking up cards after you guys talked to me. And and I was like, cause it's like, yeah, I've got, I've got some Ken Griffey junior rookies and something. Maybe, maybe something's worth something. And it's like nothing from that. You, you could have any rookie ever and nothing's worth the paper. It was printed on mm-hmm. back then. So, but uh, like just with the last couple of weeks, I've been super getting back into it just cause I'm getting into I've gotten into soccer pretty big the last couple of years. And, and that seems to be a, a market that, uh, at least in America is still growing and not mm-hmm. like overtapped and oversaturated yet. So I'm, I've been having fun with it so far. So I'm kind of happy to, I know you guys do a lot more of this stuff and a lot, and I'm just trying to see if, uh, like this little, uh, the strategy that I've got, it may work out or, or if I'm even doing it in a smart way or not. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, th- that's the good thing is like, you haven't been in the hobby long enough and you're starting to, to learn the ropes right away. And, you know, we've had plenty of conversations of, you know, sending me pictures of cards you have and this and that, and kind of like, you know, looking it up and seeing that, you know, there were a dollar, dollar two here, there and there. And then, you know, trying to when you came over and we kind of had a conversation to really like focus this path on it's not just about buying and selling cards it's about doing research it's about like you know we even said like it's it's gambling on a player or somebody who you have high hopes for and and believe in long term if that's what you're trying to do to make that money to make the, the the big big bucks so with you being very big and in, into soccer, like you said, it's a very untapped market right now. The, the population counts and in, in any cards are so small in soccer and hockey right now. It's uh it's a great market to get into if you know who you're looking for. If you haven't, let's say, got already on the Mbappe train or the Holland train or something like that. So I think your expertise in this. In this field of watching a ton of Premier League and a ton of soccer, you're able to find the little um uh, the little, you know, under the radar players that could do something big in, in the World Cup. And playing FIFA. It's Cause I know it sounds dumb, but a
2: lot of Americans like cards are what? Popularity, right? It's mm-hmm. it's demand and stuff. And like a lot of cheat sheets for FIFA. You know, when you're you're trying to find new young players or whatever, uh, you've got a list of names that, oh, his potential is, is 94, 95 or something. And it's a guy that's on Red Bull Salzburg that you would never think, like, they're not in Premier League. They're not in Aust- Austria or anything.
1: They're really good but,
2: developmental, like, club, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. And just coincidentally, they're about to be in in the round 16 for the Champions League. And they've got a great up-and-coming American player. Uh, Brandon Aronson on their team. If, if they score, if any of those guys score a goal, their popularity is going to go through the roof. And uh, especially like uh, just American traders or whatever. It's all just like popular names. Like, oh I, I saw him on FIFA. This, this guy might be really good, you know, and, and his cards, other people want cards of his. Yeah. Let me, let's take a shot on, on uh, um God, who is it? Kai Havertz. I know he's for Chelsea right now, and he's not doing too great, but, hey, he's on my FIFA team. so
1: And he's going to be a star get for him. Germany's team, right? Sorry, what was that? I said, and he'll probably be, end up being a star for Germany's team come World Cup time, too. Yeah, that that's another thing. It's a World Cup year.
2: So yeah. it's it, this uh, – man, the stuff that I I've been looking at buying – just the earlier, like if I'd gotten it earlier in the month, like early December or something like the prices were so cheap and now they're already starting to, to creep up like mm-hmm. cards that were going for 20 or 30 bucks. The beginning of the month are already double that right now. Mm-hmm. And man, any player that just starts to, like I said, Brendan Aronson, he's about to, uh, he's a regular starter for team USA every world cup, qualifying round, if he scores a goal, his popularity is going to go through the roof. He's going to be in the next couple rounds of the Champions League with uh, Red Bull Salzburg. I mean, it's... And Brendan Aronson for just regular American people, they're not going to know that name. But come... If you get his cards now, come World Cup time, he's going to be already super desirable. Well, Well, I got three rookie cards for you know 150 bucks all together now i can sell all these cards for 500 bucks later you know yeah. in a grand board that would be perfect but that's uh, that's kind of the thing i'm i'm hoping for
1: so <laughs> do you do you know how many um what's it look like from the qualification table for like team usa mexico and the concacaf groups I'm, how many games do they have left for qualification uh, for
2: qualifying, we've got, they're basically halfway through. So I think okay. all together there's going to be two more rounds of it to where, like, they have a January camp, then they'll have a February camp. So this January right. camp, they're going to have three games, and it's going to be three big games because they're playing uh, uh, Canada, El Salvador, and Honduras, I think, is the other one. But the Canada one's big, big match. And, uh, like, Altogether, it's going to be like out of Concacaf. It's the same big three that are going to qualify. It's looking like it's Canada, USA, and Mexico. Yeah, uh, but the Canadian team's got like three or four real good prospects, two of which are probably the best players in Concacaf, and one of which who is I mean, there's like Alfonso <coughs> Davis. He plays for Bayern Munich. He's the best player in CONCACAF. If if he was on Team USA, he would be by far the best player. And then they've got uh, Jonathan David, who plays uh, for Leal, which is the same team that uh, Timothy Weah is on. For uh, he's a USA player, but he's I mean he's a, a good scorer. And uh, let's see, their third best player is this uh, kid named Tejon Buchanan, and he just got sold from. Uh, he was on the New England Revolution and just got sold to Club Bruges, which is like the biggest, uh, biggest club in Belgium. And they're a great stepping stone to kind of like Salzburg is. So, if he does good there, he's going to go to like a Bundesliga team or something. And, yeah. And right now, Canada's ahead of the, the group. And they've beaten Mexico already. And they've tied USA. I mean, it's yeah, Maybe that's
1: it, something to look out for is, like, even, like, when you talk to Champions League, like, you score a goal in Champions League and, you know, it's, it may boost your popularity. Like, how much of that for, like, Team USA players, like, scoring a goal against Mexico in, in the CONCACAF qualifying or scoring a goal against Team Canada in the 90th minute, how much that's gonna help boost popularity definitely going into the World Cup. And if these teams also play on any of the Champions League's teams, you know, how much does that 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 play a part as well? I mean, it can only be good. Uh
2: Pulisic, he's he's actually been rumored that Chelsea uh may get rid of him uh just because they've got so many so much talent up front. Uh, the winger yeah. and, and striker position, but he just scored like an amazing goal against Liverpool. Is right? And now all of a sudden it, he's right back up to, no, we can't get rid of this guy. This is a world-class talent. And then uh, uh the last game that we played against Mexico, uh he scored our first goal against it. So, I mean, it's just like you get these times where like uh Pulisic hadn't scored for us for a while and he was injured and... You kind of go, maybe, maybe he's passed the prime. Maybe he's just had too much injuries. And then he scores a goal. Oh, yeah. He's the number one Captain America. There he is. Yes. (laughs) Give me all the cards. Give me all the cards of him. Give me all his rookie stuff. We need it. He's best. He's greatest. And so it's it's crazy how just one goal can just flip everything.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw that, you know, we saw that in the tournaments a couple months ago. Like, everybody was so high on mbappe everybody was so high and and jadon sancho and you know you have one bad game or or screw it up for your team or country and you know you're taking that hit you know at at the high price and i know from experience like mbappe nines of just the base tops chrome card were going for 6 6650 700 800 and now you know, you know i reloaded walk- that right yeah but I had a nine, yeah. And like I rebought, I rebought the nine this week for one hundred and thirty-five dollars. Like that's how much of a hit it was. Like the even the the Sancho, the Sancho didn't even move. Like think about it, if he would have hit that that uh, PK, the PK goal, yeah. It, like what that would have done. Yeah. So you know, no, living in point. yeah, and living and dying on these guys are you know per goals is kind of what you're gonna be looking for. If you think about it as the stock market, like, you know, the more goals, the more assists, the more big plays, the more eyes you get, the higher your card and your popularity is going to rise. So I know, Josh, like you actually went out to a couple card stores. You went to the dugout um, in Indianapolis and you went up to uh, Indie Ball Card Exchange. Like, what were you looking for and what did you end up picking up?
2: Um, At first, I didn't really have a strategy. Uh, I think I was talking to you, Caleb, where I was just buying old, uh, old junk wax crap. And uh, then I was kind of like, hey, I, I can't assume Indiana is a big soccer market, like soccer card wise. So maybe let's see what the just the, the old junk card place down the road here uh, had a uh, an MLS Chrome. Uh, it was a tops Chrome box for it, and it got to me thinking, hey, you know, there's got to be if Daryl dk is in in here, I mean that's, I mean just like that. Then I it kind of clicked in my head. Maybe maybe go for the younger, like I'm past the Mbappe Holland, that wave. I'm right past that wave. And also, I can't afford to be buying $1,000 cards and still coming home to my wife and kid. And look, you know, until I, like, it's a sure thing. But I can buy or get a Ricardo Pepe or a Daryl DK rookie on the cheap now. Those two guys just got sold to big clubs out in Europe and where they're going to start for their Mm -hmm. big clubs in Europe. Mm -hmm. And then they got a whole year of momentum building up uh cuz those two guys are signed on as strikers for teams that are fighting to get either promoted or uh, keeping into their leagues and i was like you know that's a good strategy because the whole team USA soccer team is built up of that guys those guys they're all like 18 to 22 years old that have just moved into new clubs they're trying to get get names for themselves and and we'll be superstars in the next year or two. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Hey, maybe that should be just my strategy is just buying young guys that I know, you know, and and it's always a gamble. They could pan out. They could not. We all thought Julian green back in 2010, 2014 was going to be the next superstar. And he hasn't done anything. So it's always a gamble, but like, this is the golden generation for American soccer. And if I put my small invest in the grand scheme, it's small investments into these cards and they actually like do well, team USA should do really well in the world cup. Like my strategy is thinking that that like having a whole full year of momentum of these guys getting into bigger clubs and doing well there. And then leading that as a jumping place for the world cup, like, only good things can come of that, is mm-hmm. my theory for mm-hmm. that. So, but yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, you were talking about the Jaden Sancho stuff, how he's super popular. He barely plays for Manchester United. And, and that's Didn't just the He barely played for
1: the English team, too. Yeah. This past year. Yeah. Um, and I think he only started the game right after he said he was getting, like, right after he got sold to Manchester United. Mm hmm. He played that game and then after that he didn't touch the field
2: yeah yeah And Well you, you and it's are, also well, a thing that those teams are so stacked i, I mean they are the twenty, the, the, just... the 23rd man on the roster for uh uh france that won the euros uh they're did they win the euros i i totally just know it's italy yeah italy. that's right yeah italy and they may not even qualify they got to play portugal If they lose Portugal, they're not
1: in the World Cup. It's crazy. That's the crazy part. It's either Italy or Portugal is not going to make the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Can you imagine Ronaldo not playing in the World Cup? Oh, that would be terrible.
0: Think about everybody who
1: has
2: 39 million years old. So He still
0: plays at an
1: ultra high level. But
0: Think about everybody who's got like 14 Prism World Cup Ronaldo cards who are banking on them making it.
1: Well, here's the thing. Yeah, you're banking on them, but what happens if they do make it? Like, what happens if if Ronaldo comes out, and scores three goals, gets a Hattie against Italy, and they make the World Cup? Yeah, oh yeah, it,
0: then it's through the roof. It's through the it's through the roof. It's absolutely yeah. through the roof. Now, going kind of back to Josh's point, so um, by all means, like you're you're playing the baseball route. You're you're looking at the new up and comer guys and kind of banking on them long term um my long term when we think of cards long term we think in six months year two years like my investment like we we talked about if i can make three percent on my investment over time that's a win so even if and you can't afford the rookie holland cards that are ten thousand five thousand dollars but You did pick up one, I think at a fairly good price where even if, and I think it's a 2021 card tops and it's a pink pulsar. So it's not a base card. It's got some shine to it. So you have something that you can make your three to 5% before the world cup happens or anytime Holland does anything, I think you can sell that double of whatever you bought it for. So even buying stuff in that range whether you can't afford the rookie card, you can't afford the auto or anything like that, finding those, you know, those smaller deals where I'm paying fifties to eighties and I can sell it for hundred, 150. Well, then I'm, I'm making it up and I can start reinvesting it into my collection and start building it up, building it up, building it up.
1: Agreed. Like you don't have to You know, I have to do three figure, four figure, five figure cards. Everybody's at their. The good thing about the hobby is like you can enjoy what you do and collect, but everybody can do that at their own level. Like Mm -hmm. someone may only appreciate having six figure cards, where someone may only appreciate having, you know, Antonio Brown cards in their collection or something like that. So I think for everybody, there's there's a there's a point that they can get in, but there's a point that they can also work within if they Mm want to try and invest and make money and gamble a little bit in the players. But they can also collect the people that they like and they want to collect over time and hand down to their kids or whatever
0: or just have fun and like use it as either the (laughs) stock market or a way to keep up with, you know, who's hot and who's not, you know. I told you like, I haven't bought very many hobby boxes this year because of how expensive everything is, but the best hobby box and the most fun I've had opening stuff this year is that 2021, uh, OPG platinum hockey box. Like that yeah. was a fun rip. Like they're, they're yeah. 120 bucks for a hobby box. Like I would rip those all day long. Yeah. I don't, it's just it, ripped, like, uh, yeah, uh, when you,
2: you were telling me the prices for that, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what, yeah, that's See, that's that's still beyond my comprehension because I'm still thinking like junk wax era, like 10, 15 bucks for the full bot, wow, like 325 for Formula One cards? What are you talking about? Like,
0: 325?
2: There's yeah, only like 20, to... there's only 20 guys in there. Who who <laughs> else are you getting?
1: Like, yeah. is there really this big Nicholas Latifi craze or something? What's <laughs> going on? Dude, it's the Formula One is like I'm glad it's a downtime just to see what that market does. But Formula One is crazy
0: and crazy what, high too. What's it going to do next year? You know it's going to peak the first time Tops or you know if Fanatics produces it, whoever produces it next year, which I'm sure is Tops. Um, I don't think f- Fanatics can officially
1: make cards till 2023, though.
0: Okay, so then then we'll, we'll no, get it. They-
1: they own Tops. They own Tops. Right. owns rights, so I guess, yes, they can make cards next year. But so I don't I'm, think
0: Fanatics is ready to make cards. Think about Here's the craze. It's not going to be Lewis Hamilton next year. It's going to be the first picture of George Russell in a Mercedes uniform. That's going to be the hot card that everybody wants. Guaranteed.
2: And I tell can, you what, George or for probably going to win a race before
0: Lewis Hamilton
2: does. Really? I, he almost won in. in he should have won in Hamilton's car when he replaced him. Yeah, they say he got a a, a puncture, but uh, team orders. Yeah, yeah, that was to that was to save some embarrassment. That was some politics going on there. But
0: because I, I think so, you have the tops F one craze. You can't get which it is crazy pop- to me. Like I I still
2: I I still don't believe it. It's like you told me that there like Lewis Hamilton cards were going for ten grand or more, and I was oh. like. Lewis Hamilton cards? What are you talking about? We like, had
0: what? no idea. So Josh had no idea. That I had no idea F- F1 produce cards.
1: So Josh, let me ask this: in your, in your, on your race team, how much do your guys pay attention to F1? Uh, they do. I, everyone does. Yeah, really. Hmm. How how much? And you travel all over the world, right? For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So you were you how, were in how Italy. Much is, not too I, long ago. I've been to
2: Italy once. And, but all over the United States, I travel.
1: Yeah. So how much, how much of these, how much do you see where people like, like these, these other either drivers or these other crew members, like appreciate F1 in a way that maybe just us normal Americans don't understand. Like we like it because it's a new hobby and it's a new craze, but like what's the appreciation level of foreign people on F1?
2: I would say, sorry, I was saying, say night to my little ones going to bed now, Uh, which Neil, you, you know about that. Um, Yeah. Caleb's about to know about that. Or at eight. I got a month. But but, uh, I think now Caleb with, with drag racing, it may be a little different just because it's such a different form of, of racing, Mm -hmm. but formula one with, uh, I've worked in IndyCar and I work in the IMSA series now. It's kind of something that everyone pays attention to, but like not like in a not like in an awe type of, whoa the, the F1 guys. That's I hope we're there someday. It's more of like a, a you know that's the peak of of Euro racing. So that's what just everyone does on the Sunday is is watch watch the the F1 race. Yeah or at least pay attention to what the results are. Um, but, uh, well, and that, that just goes across every, all of racing. Cause you just, you just, you're in the sport, you love it. So you're going to pay attention to the pinnacle of it. Um, but, uh, give you a good example, Caleb, you know, my sister, Mary, she lives in, in Dallas, Texas, uh, Formula One's raced in Austin in the last 10 years. This is, this is the first year that she's known anything about it. And, and she was like, is it because of that, like Netflix series that they brought? And I was like, Mary, they've been racing there for 10 years. What, what, well, this year it was like super crazy. So yeah, I think the net, that Netflix series has a lot to do with the, the overall popularity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's I I don't I still don't think just the general population know anything about it other than Lewis Hamilton just cuz he's I think he's the first F1 guy since Schumacher to like actually break into like pop culture with all the stuff that he does uh which is great but uh uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it, it keeps growing. But so yeah, he, that's still just foreign to me like uh, baseball cards of of formula one guys there's only 20 of them that how many how many sets of cards can be with 20 guys Mm -hmm. that's just weird to me
0: so uh, does this continue to go on that popular path or is it gonna go like you know in america it's popular because of the netflix series it has to be there's no other way because like you said you and me are in motorsports industry and you know, I care about F one, but not like I'm gonna record it and go back and watch. Like I'm just gonna look yeah. up and see who won. Like if I see the highlights, I see the highlights. But you know, people are just now getting into the the seasons of Netflix of it. And is it su- sustainable? Like the card prices of it, like paying 950 a box for Topps Chrome. Like is that sustainable for for something that races in the U S. Next year will be only twice. I mean it that's so hard to
2: answer because I can't even understand how it got popular in the first place
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
2: Maybe. and i I was just looking on on eBay and my slabs and there's like five or there's like dozens of different types of Lewis Hamilton cards and some are going for fifty and some are going for ten thousand and yeah. the fifty card still has it's still a refractor card and it's like because my new head it's like okay if it's like sparkly and shiny that's a little bit more than than the regular stuff but it's like well, both of these are sparkly and shiny and both of them have Lewis Hamilton in a car why is this one 10,000 and one can't go for 50 i don't understand that i i mean i think it it gets popular more if 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 there starts being like more than just max versus lewis if if like George Russell Does becomes something. like an actual title favorite, then all of his fans can get into the craze
0: too. If Nick Schumacher could get off of a crappy car and into something a, good. Yeah. You, is Lando
1: the other guy in Red Bull?
0: Uh no, Lando's no.
1: in McLaren. It's
0: Perez. Perez, yeah, Perez is still there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Your so other George big...
1: Russell's really the only big big
0: name in America. Like you could say your second favorite person America for F one is Daniel Ricardo. He's the closest, you know, popular culture wise. Cause he's in with the donut media and the uh, race service guys out in LA. He's always out here and you know, he's big on social, which the other guys think of like Kimi Raikkonen, Kimi Raikkonen could give two shits about anything oh, yeah. in the world. Um, I so think Lando he-
2: Norris, what's what, the before we preface any of that, I think it could blow up this next year too because all the cars are going to be brand new. So, mm-hmm. all that lead that Mercedes had, if they've screwed up, built it, or, or went down a wrong direction designing this new car, they could be in last place. I mean, it's and the salary cap goes into place, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I still don't understand how that like is he, because there's, there's a I
1: mean, salary cap on your team.
0: Yeah, yeah, they can only yeah. spend a hundred and fifty million dollars in the year.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So
0: if you wreck a car, like you're gonna have to like pinch pennies. It, so I've heard. I mean that even a Ferrari car's like has,
1: two mil, two and a half. Uh,
2: I have oh, no what, idea. What wheel nut are you talking about? I mean, yeah,
0: two and a half probably costs for that. But <laughs> I know the the steering wheel is about five million. Yeah, it's on the on the F1 cars. Uh huh.
1: See, when I when my dad was in IndyCar they would put together the the cars for the 500, and they'd be probably about one and a half two million. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's car. Yeah, it's IndyCar car, but I mean, like,
2: I mean, one and a half million is still a lot. Like, our our prototype car, like we're the factory Acura team for IMSA, and that's around the same price that our car is. But I mean, you have the whole weight of everything in F1 is specifically designed for that specific car Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: America and every other racing series, it's all like homogenized and everything is, is it's like, it's like kit cars almost, but super expensive kit cars. And it's all just to keep the cost down because, yeah, it's unsus- uh, having a, a, a racing series where each team has to spend $300 million is not sustainable.
0: No, so. not at all. Not at all. And like, well, I, was, I
1: guess that's my naiveness and not knowing, but that's crazy well, to think that. When car I, so, when we were sponsoring by
0: Toyota and Toyota was involved in F1, they were sponsoring at $100 million a year and not seeing a return. Yeah. Like, think about writing a $100 million check and not getting anything back because of it. I'm pretty sure I don't even think NASCAR does hundred million in revenue. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. No, Man. they've
2: had to cut back a lot just because all the sponsors are leaving. Yeah. And because IndyCar, they they went through a time like when all the tobacco money left in the like mid nineties. Mm. Yep. Like before that, IndyCar teams, they had a test team of full of different crew guys that would just go out and test their tracks. And then you have that was all separate from like the race team that would do all the stuff. And then they had a whole team at the shop. And that's kind of what F1 is right now. They've got teams of guys doing separate things. And now it's, you've got one crew guys doing everything. Yeah. Just cause you had to make it more efficient cause you can't just throw money away. And NASCAR yeah. has had all those separate teams the last few years. And now man, the pit crew for some of these NASCAR teams that's all they do. Like yeah. they go over the wall and they're like, "Yeah, man, I, I get to a hundred grand." Some of those guys are making hundred grand just to Change do the pit tire stops
1: four yep. times. Yeah,
2: like I drive the truck and I still do pit stops and I still uh, take care of the tires and do help with fuel stuff. I mean, it's man. I don't get me started on some of these like TikToks and bullshit from NASCAR pit crew guys talking about how hard they work.
1: <laughs> I love it. This is great. <laughs> yeah, those guys suck. <laughs> so F one has no excuse to, right? Uh, no, I, I mean, I kind of
2: actually uh, when I was uh, working on another IndyCar team, uh, there was a big Honda event out in Japan, and I didn't, I didn't get to go to that, but the crew guys on my team came back, uh, and this was when Honda still had a Formula One team um back in the jensen button the bar honda days <clears throat> um actually all those crew guys were asking our guys hey uh are you guys hiring because you guys get paid more than we do which was crazy like all those t te- all these f1 teams they they pay a crap ton of money to their engineers but the crew guys apparently just they don't get yeah. paid nothing
0: nothing
1: they give paid insane money
0: to me That's interesting. That's great. That's That's very. That's hilarious. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You would think with how much money that they have, it doesn't. It doesn't. But you look at like, if you've never been to an F one race, like the monstrosities that is, you know, the pit alley, the hospitality units, like you know, they're there a week before. Yeah, like it's a mini town when they come in and set up, and you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? It takes three days to set up and tear down those hospitality units, which is crazy. And, you know, we do it for drag race in an hour and a half to, you know, six hours. depending. And on it's your
2: it's right. the race team guys that are doing yeah. it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We don't just like leave as soon as the race is over.
0: Oh, we got nice. all this stuff to still tear down. <laughs> so. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We When we won Las Vegas, that was all great. But then I was there until midnight, tearing, tearing all the stuff down so we could go home next day.
2: Oh, our big race is the Daytona 24 Hours. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Guess what happens after we won our race? We're up gotcha. for you know, we're up for 40 hours straight. We celebrate. We get to celebrate for about 10, 15 minutes. Then it's hey, go go and tear everything down. Yep. I mean, yeah, we don't get there wasn't like any free time to to
1: sit back and celebrate. <laughs> nuts. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> let's move. Yeah, we got soccer to talk about. So, what are you looking forward to as far as the World Cup goes and the the Champions League? Like, who are your guys that you like, who are teams that you like, who are World Cup teams that you like, World Cup players, things like that? Uh Yeah, um uh,
2: like my my strategy obviously not going for the messy Mbappe. Holland. Holland's out of the Champions League, actually, with Dortmund. So, but uh, my my strategy was kind of like, all right, what's what can what's going to grow in value uh, that that may be exciting to think about. And when I look at um, uh, there's this kid that's on Ajax. Uh, they're the big team in, from the Netherlands, and his name is uh, Ryan Gravenberch, and he doesn't have great stats for Ajax. He's like a center midfield they freeze, but he plays. He plays for the Netherlands, and he's one of their starters on that team. And I, I was, I actually got almost got into a bidding war. His cards are flying off of eBay right now mm-hmm. for. You know hundreds of dollars and um uh guys like uh they said the salzburg guys there's uh not only is the uh the brendan aronson who plays for usa but uh, uh kareem edyami he's the striker for salzburg and i think he also plays for belgium
1: mm-hmm.
2: i don't remember but it's like He's got time, and everyone that watches Champions League knows Salzburg's not going to beat Bayern. But if they can get like two or three goals, and and showcase themselves, that's going to be like everyone's going to be watching for Bayern. And then oh, who's this? Who's this Brendan Harrison guy? This American that I didn't know American was playing against Bayern and scored. Who is this guy? Let me look this shit up. And then it's like oh my, oh he actually plays for Team USA, and he's been playing for last year he's really good let's let's keep up with this guy and then they hear the name the names in the world cup playing i mean yeah it's uh I th- salzburg's a good uh a good bet and then um that's what i was just talking about him uh for Bayern. he's one of their star uh, uh defensive players uh, Alfonso davies uh he plays for canada so he's going to be showcased in the world cup And actually, I was telling uh, Caleb too, jumping off the the Alfonso Davies train a little bit is um, every year there's like one or two teams that oh my god how did they make the the semifinals? I think uh, 2018 it was Croatia and um, Luka Modric, who was pretty popular. At the time he was a good player, but that just skyrocketed him. Uh i I forget what team he plays for now, but he became a superstar. It is like Croatia. And you guys think of Croatia as a soccer powerhouse? No.
1: That was you when they had you point to Croatia
2: on a map right now. I mean, I couldn't. I but, can't but uh, actually it's by Italy because we drove through it, but uh <laughs> um but USA and Canada are prime to be teams like that. Because they've got like four or five, Canada's got four or five like superstars that are going to be able to showcase themselves. And Do you think be they're like, better oh, than wow. USA
1: players? Hmm? Do you think they're better than USA's players? Not. You can you get, If you can be Canada, honest, if, our, if Team USA sucks, Team USA sucks. See, that's
2: the problem is Canada one through four, is better than usa but usa you know uh four through 25 the rest of the people on their team are far far and above better than canada's so they should they should easily win we've got a really bad coach so that's the only thing i'm afraid of when it comes to World up time and it's caleb let me put it in football terms for you imagine having Peyton Manning Marvin Harrison I'm a little older I don't know any of the new Colts guys
0: mm-hmm.
2: Peyton Manning Marvin Harrison but your head coach loves the triple option and that's okay. all he wants to do all right. and he he's like I know we got Peyton Manning but Joe Schmo over here is great at my triple option offense we're playing him how, how insane would that make you?
0: So basically, it seems like every time Team USA is in a prime position or has great players, it's the coaching. And it's always been the coaching. that They've had so many coaches over the last you know, 10, 15 years. I, mean, I don't think any of that comes close to what's going on
2: now because this right here, I know pro- that people have probably said it the last couple of times, but this is – by far and away the golden generation for USA soccer. I mean, beforehand, we had Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey and then a bunch of guys that played professionally, but they weren't good. We've got 20 guys on a team that are that are stars, that play mm-hmm. for, are for European clubs, and that should be, like, we should be dominating World Cup qualifying right now. And we're barely, we're, I mean, we're winning some games, but it's like, we lost uh we lost a Panama. Like how do we do that with with guys that are starting for Barcelona? Serginho Dest is a defender on our team. He starts for Barcelona. We got a guy that's that plays for starts for Chelsea and he gets played out of position for team USA. Like it's it's like what what is going on? We've got, we should easily be winning some of these games. And it's, it's like the coach is like, I've got my triple option system.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: if you don't learn it, then I'm not going to play you. And it's like, <sighs> so you think halter
1: is the problem
2: right now? 100%. He's the problem. Weston McKinney, Weston McKinney. He's a, that's a, another great, great kid uh, starts at Juventus, the best team in Italy right now. and, he's him and uh he's he's another great kid that's on his way up. He obviously is up already, but he didn't get to play at the last world cup. So this is going to be his first time to actually showcase uh the skills that he's got and to prove that hey, this American soccer is here. Because actually there's a lot a lot of things going on over in Europe where like the the like, at Juventus and Barcelona, especially at Chelsea with Pulisic, uh, every time something bad happens, a lot of the blame is usually put on the American player. Even if it has nothing to do with what uh, Barcelona is looking to get rid of Sergino and he's their best defender. And they they their coach over there is putting a lot of blame on him. And it's like, okay, then, all right, whatever. So, it, this is a time to showcase what we can do. So...
1: I'm excited for it. Do you, do you think here in America we are blinded by the fact because we love sports so much that we we neglect how good we really are comparatively to like the top ten countries in soccer? That like the way I can the way I can give an example is. And Caleb can probably attest to this. Is probably over the last two years, people have talked about Christian Pulisic like he is the next god of soccer. But in all reality, Christian Pulisic probably doesn't crack the top twenty. Go. What fifty players in the world? Realistically, honestly, I think he does with the fifty. But he's probably not top twenty-five. Yeah, no, I he's not. He's not that maybe he cracks 50, but he's definitely not 25. So like, it's kind of like, but people, but people's the way we're the way that like Caleb and I are given information is like, oh, Pulisic is the next Jesus Christ. He's going to be messy. And it's just, it's not that.
0: Well, I think it's because that people look for a new Captain America. You don't have the Clinton Dempsey's anymore. You don't have You You're looking for somebody to get behind on Team USA. And right now he's it. Yeah, but but at the same time, like, are we trying? Are we are we
1: censoring how good he really is though? Because like, like it, I, in in reality, I think, like if you look at all the other teams around Europe and that you we potentially would be playing in the World Cup, like Belgium and mm-hmm. Germany and England and France, like. I think if we I think if if we're comparing our, ourselves it's probably really not even close we shouldn't win that game win yeah. a game in any instance against those guys but like it just seems like we're censored to the fact that we we probably should look for like making it to the round of 16 is probably a really, really strong showing for us at the world cup. And we probably should be okay. If we just make it out of the group stage, like that should realistically be the goal. And then if we excel past that, we did well. Uh, Like that's what, at least what I'm hearing from watching or listening to other podcasts, listening to other soccer card hobby enthusiasts who are European, who, who kind of look at things from the other side of the perspective.
2: I I would lean to agreeing with what you're saying, but I would say that was definitely the case like in the landed donovan era. Like, you know, to us Donovan and Dempsey were, you know, that Captain Americas best ever. And Donovan went over to England and barely like I think he had a, a one good stint with over with Everton, where he scored a couple goals, but that was like he was loaned over there for six months and came back here. And mm-hmm. Dempsey Dempsey had a good career over there. He played for uh, Tottenham, go Tottenham. Uh, but it was like he was like the guy that you know he scored five or ten goals on a, on a year loan or something, and then came back here. I don't think you can say that with these guys. These guys are Christian Pulisic, I now I know that's the number one guy. He he just played on the squad that won the Champions League last year. You, correct. Serginho Dest, who's one of our star, he starts for the Barcelona. Like that's not fake talent, you know, that's that's yeah, it's real. A top
1: five, it's a top five club in the world. Yeah,
2: that's top of, like if if you get now and Juventus for Weston McKinney, they they paid like fifty million dollars to buy them. That's not. That's not. Are you good at, in America and nowhere else? I I think the main thing about soccer is is it. It's so weird that it's a, a, a very popular global sport, like basketball and football are American sports, and basketball is spreading, but America is still the the best, and it's going to be the best. Well, we produce the best talent and it's no other country really comes close to that i think soccer is the one sport that is somewhat popular that we're underdogs like it's that's hard as an american to embrace like well i mean i embrace the underdog because when we win it's like yeah all right but every other sport it's like okay are these guys are 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 guys gonna blow it and lose like
0: that's the only way we would lose you can say that, that with stuff. Team USA hockey too. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but but uh but no, I mean Russia. I mean, the the Nordic countries, they always have good hockey. Of Finland's course. always up there, man. Sweden, Team Solani, Finland, what are you talking about?
1: Russia. So They're yeah, Russia.
2: Good. But uh, uh what's and and I think other I've heard other like European podcasts up too. They kind of downplay American talent, but this is the squad we've got is far and above better than what we've ever ever had. So what we are right now is what I see a team like Belgium was in two thousand fourteen. Uh, they had play players like Divac Rigi, um, who now play for Liverpool, but a bunch of like young superstars. Those-
1: wasn't that they ended
2: up They were the, the team that shot thirty shots against uh, our. It was a Tim Howard made all those saves in that game, but they ended up making it to the semifinals of of that year. But uh, that's where we that's where we should be this year. That young young team that doesn't know how young and immature they are, but they're just super off the charts talented. So, I mean, that's, but it. Yeah, I just think it's more of that global thing to where we're not used to, like, Nigeria. Nigeria's got a super amazing team with talented and stuff. Like, how how is that in the same sport? Like, football, that wouldn't be a conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have to pay attention to Belgium football players. What are you talking about? So it's, it, it's hard to get your mind around like this being a popular sport globally, so it's just to me it's more fun like that because I like college college football and basketball a lot better than pro just because there's so many teams. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of why soccer has has gotten more popular with me recently. So, gotcha. If that made any sense whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I think apart. I I think you're right. It's it's kind of like. We're good, we're better than what we used to be, but at the same time, like we kinda have to go out and prove it. Yeah. 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 And we have to show people like, yeah, you got people who play over in Europe, but okay, what are you gonna do with that now? You know.
2: Yes. I yeah. So that
1: that is a good point.
2: And hopefully they all get a chance to showcase that.
1: Yeah, I hope I hope so. It'd be nice to root for Team USA and not sit on the couch watching other people play
0: yeah so josh if you're investing in let's say under the radar players into let's let's pick world cup who are your probably your best under the radar not top tier players but guys who you think are going to make a splash where if you're investing in you know, whether it be raw cards or tens that you can get pretty cheaply that where you can make that three to 5% back, who are the players that you're looking into?
2: Man, honestly, and, and there's another American bias here, but man, Ricardo Pepe, I mean, last year at this time, he was no one had ever heard of him and he was a bench player for FC Dallas. And now he just got uh, the record transfer fee for any MLS player uh, moving over to Europe. And he's the starting uh, striker for Team USA. What's he going to be like next? a year from now after the World Cup? I mean, if he gets to showcase what he can do at the World Cup and he scores goals, I mean, that that to me is like a super meteoric rise. You know? And all he's got to do is perform well. And he has up to this point, like all he's done is show that he's a world-class player. So, and he's barely 18 and you can get, I just got a whole, almost a whole sheet of rookie cards of his with like refractor. I, dude, I don't know the terminology yet, so don't hate on me, but uh, for like under hundreds of dollars, under a hundred dollars, you can get, you can get graded uh you know uh s s what scg sgc sgc, S-G-C whatever you know him. love it i'm new i'm new sorry i love it but uh, sgc 10s for like you know under a hundred dollars still and last year at this time you couldn't even get a card of him so i he, he's only gonna go up so that's good um uh yeah then then other people at like Brendan Aronson. I've, I've mentioned a bunch, this podcast, he, he can only go up with what he's doing. He's scored a few goals already for team USA. Um, Daryl DK is another guy. He's another striker for team USA that just moved to England. Uh, playing, he's going to be playing for West Brom, but he's, he's, he's going to get called into the team USA. And, I mean, he's just – these are full of just
1: 18-year-old kids
2: that are, yeah, like, kicking out all the 28-, 30-year-olds being like, no, it's my time. See ya. Yeah.
1: Yep. You mentioned before Kai Havertz. Like, what's your thought process on him, like, with the German national team?
2: Well, I mean, the German national team, that's the number one. Yep. You know, what's What's hard with some of these national team guys is, like, Jadon Sancho, Superstar. Barely plays for Man United, you know. So there's there's some guys that uh just like that, and and Graven Birch, who plays for Ajax, I mentioned too, where I've like, you know, they're gonna be playing a lot for their national squads, but they may not play very much for their team squads, like the European squads. So it's like maybe you buy now. At not a super high price or anything, hold them, hold those for a year for the World Cup. And if they do have a great couple of games for the World Cup, everyone wants their cards all of a sudden. Hey, I just have four or five of them right here. You guys can argue about prices over for that. <laughs> um, another young kid for uh, uh, Team USA, Eunice Musa. He's he's a superstar for uh USA right now. Uh plays for Valencia, barely plays 10 minutes a game. He's he's old. he never really starts, but uh it's some something where you wouldn't think about it because they never start for their actual team. Uh a defensive player, Chris Richards, uh he's he's signed to Bayern. Uh, but Bayard loaned him out to Hoffenheim, and so which is more of like a mid to low tier, uh, German Bundesliga team. He plays, but you know, it's not a great team, but he's going to be a superstar defender on USA. If he has great games in the World Cup, then his stock rises. That's, I mean, that's the kind of things that I think about when looking at these cards. Uh, Kai Havertz, yeah, I mean, he, uh, he plays on a Chelsea team where they've got six amazing superstar strikers, like uh, Romelu Lukaku is. For Belgium. He he just had a, a a big interview where he's like, "I want to go back to Inter Milan. I don't like being here." Which is, I mean, the you just won the Champions League. How can you not be happy at Chelsea? What are you talking <clears throat> about? But. Uh, yeah, so some of these guys it, where you kind of have to know a little bit about like, like, hey, his, like if you just said Kai Havertz, you're like, wait, why would he get a card of this guy? He's got one goal in the last year and a half. You're like, well, no, this guy's going to start for Germany in every single World Cup game that they're in. And Germany's a pretty damn good team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he may not get like a lot of stats or a lot of looks now, but if you buy, I mean that's what you want to do with stocks, right? Buy cheap, sell high. Like that's that's my thought process on some of this stuff.
1: Any other guys that you can think of not team USA? Maybe yeah, once, um uh, underrated players on some of the top teams.
0: I mean, because um,
1: realistically, it's like with any other sport, if you win the Super Bowl or if you win the World Cup. If you're playing on that team, you're going to see a bump in your stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're if you really think like England's going to be the team to beat in the World Cup, it's like whoever beating England, like England's going to win it all. You know, do you invest in Harry Kane? Do you try and take a flyer on, you know, Sancho or Mason Mount or Phil Foden or something like that?
2: Or even the, the kid that uh missed the penalty shot in uh that who was it? Bukayo sorry, I can't pronounce names, but Bukayo Saka. Uh he yeah. plays for Arsenal, but he's the kid that missed the final uh penalty shot for in the Euros. But he's still gonna be on that team. And you don't mm-hmm. think he's gonna be uh uh raring to get some uh redemption in the World Cup after what happened last year? Uh, yeah. he's another like 19 year old kid, um, Kingsley Coman. He's he plays for France. He starts for France. He also starts for Bayern Munich, but he's another young guy. Um, uh, that's another guy by uh, by four. Um, uh, in uh, a guy plays for uh Belgium, and he plays for Club Bruges. Is Charles de Charles de Ketelaere. I I don't know if I'm not pronouncing it right or not, but he's another kid that that is in that 20 years old range. But he's going to be starting for Belgium. Belgium is like one of those, you know, young, full of talent teams that should make it out of their group. And in any of those guys, it's uh, that that's my thing. Is more finding the young guy. Like everyone knows Mbappe, everyone knows Harry Kane. And if you got the money to buy a $5,000 card so you can flip it for $10,000 afterwards, that's great. That's awesome. But I'm I'm more at the level of, hey, maybe buying a $50 card now. and If it does great, then you could sell for or a lot more afterwards. That's kind of my thought process on that.
1: More prospecting or more, more, yeah. more bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. a little longer mainstream longer term investment but neil on your side like if you're thinking let's say we are kind of prospecting what cards are we looking for are we looking for the rookie cards are we looking for you know so you're thinking always go rookie no matter what or always go rookie but i think only because soccer doesn't have
1: like the same like insert cards that basketball and football have.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: like, if you think about basketball, like, people want the downtown or Kaboom. Kaboom, yeah. They, they don't exactly have tons of those in soccer, so they are still valuable. But yeah, at the same time, like, with national teams, I like Mbappe, it, it's, it's the easiest one to, to talk about. With Mbappe, like, if they're playing in the World Cup, you probably want to go with like a 2018 World Cup which was his rookie World Cup because it's it's that's like his first World Cup card and he's in the yep. France kit. Yeah. So you want to kind of stick to that logic. So if I'm yep. buying yeah. Ronaldo, I probably want to look at his Mega Cracks rookies, but if I'm not, I would look at like his 14. 2018 or 2014 World Cup kit because mm-hmm. He's in the World Cup Portugal uniform, and people are going to want the Portugal stuff when they watch the World Cup. They're not going to necessarily want you know, him and his whatever. I, I don't even know correct. who he was wearing at the first one. It might have been his rookie. His mega cracks might have been actually Portugal, but I don't remember. Okay, so, so I mean, that's what I would rookie. be looking
0: for. So, so go rookie, or if we're in a World Cup year, the rookie of the world cup,
1: yeah. I mean, I think you can't go wrong if you go like 18 Prism World Cup for Mbappe, but you also could go 17 UEFA top chrome, and yeah, and just go with the one where he's in those kits. Like, mm-hmm. even though it's a club team, it's still going to carry some weight because it's Mbappe, you
0: know what I mean? And you really have to do your <clears throat> research on which card you're looking at because you got to know that in some variations of the card. The, the picture variation is different from where the ball might be. He might be dribbling the ball. He might be taking the ball off the chest or something like that. And yeah, you gotta
1: know. You gotta know what the the premier rookie card is. Mm-hmm. So like so you gotta know the newer office. ladder or something is really easy to to know that because you type in you type in Mbappe and it's gonna bring up the best card of his. So the first thing that comes up is his base PSA 10 2018 Prism World Cup. So like. Clearly, that's the biggest card. It's, I mean, if you really want to look at it, it's got the most population count, which it, when we think about basketball and the population of 2018 Prism Basketball and Luca, how many are PSA 10 Lucas there are? Can you look that up? There's like 14,000, 15,000. Yeah, there's 3,000 Mbappe prisms. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're talking, he's one fifth of the population. So, and all eyes are going to be on soccer. And well, it's in November. That'll be an interesting time.
0: Which, speaking of, I saw an interesting stat last night. Um, PSA was given stats of like cards they were grading. And this is kind of good, too. Like, I don't know if the stats were by week or by month. That basketball, they were grading 48,000 cards. I don't know if it's per week or per month. I remember seeing this. So it was 48,000 for basketball. It was 30 something for football. And then you go all the way down. It's 7,000 for soccer and 4,000 for hockey. So if I'm smart, I go to the low pop and try to start learning that game. Because like you said, the lower the population, the more the card is valued and and i will say this when when it comes to soccer we're in a good
1: position if you are investing in soccer that you know that the products that they've made are not super super high print runs like they mm-hmm. are in basketball and football yes. so you know that there's a limited like. population as to mbappe so like i can pretty much tell you there's not going to be another 10,000 prism 2018 world cup mbappes that come out there just wasn't yeah, a- there wasn't that many made
0: but so, Josh, like when Zion came out, we all thought that the Zion Prism stuff was going to be so low run print that you know, it, raw cards were going for five six hundred dollars. Now okay. you look at the population report; a Prism PSA ten, just the base card, is over twenty five thousand.
2: I yeah, I was just actually listening to a, a podcast where they're talking about the rookie Zion card and how everyone thought that was going to be super popular, and. Now PSA, are they still like a year and a half behind mm-hmm. on doing stuff? People are going to get their Zion cards back, and it's not going to be worth what they just paid to get
1: it uh, get yeah. it rated.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you want. got
1: it. If you got it graded, I'm trying to think. If you got it graded, let's say last like July or August for his first full season, <laughs> done. You're not. You're probably not getting it back. No, no. You probably and... just got it back, and if you did, it's worth one tenth of the value of what it was then.
2: And, and tell me if, if I see, I'm still new at, at this game, but uh, in soccer, there seems to be like, uh, like they'll, they'll make different versions of the same card and yeah, different and, like short prints, like short prints of stuff, but it'll be like, it'll be like the green prism mm-hmm. uh, parallels. and then yellow oh. and gold.
0: Yeah. yeah, Parallels.
2: So yeah like, parallels with that stuff
0: yeah, so like it'll be, this one's this one's uh i don't know if it's rainbow or if it's orange but it's numbered out of 165
2: yeah and there'll be lots of those and that almost makes each of those everyone seems what i've noticed is that just drives that price up too if you've got like a, a car that says like 50 out of 150 but there's like 10 different versions of that. So is that the same with, with like basketball and it's football worse. cards? It's
1: worse. Way worse. Oh, it is? Like you, you think it's bad with soccer. There's like 20 different parallels and 20 different variations just for prison basketball. Yeah. And they're selling for 10,000 each. Like yeah. it's, it's stupid.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, stupid, people are but, still but, I mean it's mind good if you're in
2: a selling it. game. So that's if
0: you're, it's good if you got in early yeah yeah but is it, it's almost like it's ridiculous
2: that that was kind of my thought process too of of going soccer and the younger guys is because most of these guys i'm talking about their rookie cards are 2018 2019 2020 mm-hmm. like i can easily i haven't seen a card on ebay that's before uh 2018 i haven't seen like one there's yet, really so. not a bunch so it's it's easy to find these these guys the little rc on the card uh it's pretty easy to find that but people are still paying a lot for it so it's 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 good i like the treasure hunt part of the card stuff so that's that's kind of fun
0: i like switching it up so like one thing that i've done is because you know we talk about population count all the time is you know, sometimes you can find a card that, you know, it's pop one. There's only one that's graded. And, and if I can't go rookie, I think of, you know, going goat status. You know, one of the greatest players of all time. You know, somebody who like who you like or, or respect. Like, I was able to come across this Randy Moss car that's PSA no. 10, and it's a pop one. There's only one of them that's graded, and it's this one. So You're just the only one that
2: wants that card. So I, Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> straight cash homie
1: did you see what i just posted today on the pickup
0: uh no i did not
1: so you know mikey's cards yes he uh he posted he had a flawless game used patch auto of randy moss from his. i did see England that days
0: i saw that so yeah. i bought it <laughs> there was another one on ebay uh it was it the one one
1: yeah, and the guy wanted like six thousand seventy seven grand for it. Yeah. Yeah. Something stupid. Or it was well, like yeah. seventy five hundred. I don't know. It was really expensive.
0: Then, then Neil tried to as I'm in uh, as I'm in the doctor's office as Stacy's getting her ultrasound. Neil texted me, Hey man, you want to buy this uh, Tom Brady rookie card for three grand? And I'm looking at Stacy and I'm looking at the baby on the monitor. I'm like, oh maybe. <laughs> yeah, dirty. <laughs> maybe
2: Sturkey,
1: he bought that from me pretty quickly, so I shipped that yeah. out today. Hey, I got another yeah. one. You want it? Thirteen thousand five hundred. No, that's your that's your rookie auto, isn't it? No, no, no. It's the Fleer Showcase. Oh, we sold oh yeah, NBA yeah. That one. We sold the rookie auto, which I'm really actually kind of butt about. Are you? Don't even give me the Aaron Rodgers. Caleb, get off. Aaron Rodgers for MVP. Don't even give me that. Caleb, <laughs> Caleb, he Caleb looks like a, he looks like a he he looks like a straight trash homie. Really. Wow. Well, Aaron Rodgers, total hobo. So, Caleb, how much money could we
2: make in racing by just snipping up all the driver suits and putting that on cards? For if, if they can do it for F one, we can like, do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I was telling you, we last year we had Elio Castroneves and uh, Alex Rossi driving the the twenty four hour race with us. I mean, yeah. those are. One of those guys just won the fourth, uh, Indy 500. I mean, I could, I could easily That's like old,
0: s- it. I got, I have like 10 or 15 of Cruz's fire suits just sitting there like waiting to get thrown away. Like,
2: yeah. Like you can make like a thousand little,
0: little sports cards. So those. NASCAR, NASCAR's done it with Panini. NASCAR's done, you know, all this, they have the fire suits, the one-on-one. So like, You know, the booklet, and then it has like the full sponsor logo patch in it, and this and that. But the NASCAR cards don't do that well, like, the market is just well, I mean,
1: do you really think hillbillies are going to spend money on cards over tobacco and bush light? No, you know what, in like '98 '99, they would have, yeah, they (laughs) would have, that's right.
0: (laughs) But yeah, now they would have done that
1: 10 times over, they would put it all on the card
0: not so much. I mean, you have to find that niche and something that like we've said like with F1, why is it popular because it's got eyeballs because of a TV show. Like there was nothing exciting about NASCAR except now they're, you know, there's no practice, qualifying is the same day as the race. Like there's no And they don't want
2: to find each other after the end of it. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: So like there there's nothing to, you know, get excited about. Agreed. So um, last thing um, kind of off topic but I want to go college football playoff system yes is does it need to be expanded or are we sick no. of already seeing SEC teams in there every year
1: who are the best two teams in the country at the end of the year
0: Bama and Georgia
1: who are the best two teams in the country at the end of the year
0: Bama and Georgia
1: Did we need to see a playoff where they just housed everybody? You know what? Before the playoffs, yes. We did need to see
2: that. But once it happens, once Michigan just decides to not show up.
1: Agreed. I'm going to be honest. I was on the side where I thought Michigan had a chance to win. I did not see Georgia coming out and playing like they did. I mean, especially after Georgia got their butts handed to them.
2: Oh, they and now got smacked
1: just, around like a redhead stepchild uh, by Alabama.
2: But see, then you have some years where, uh, uh, what Utah beat Alabama in their bowl game, like uh, what ten years ago?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, then everyone always wants to see David have a shot against Goliath, but it's those times where Goliath murders and rips apart David. You go, uh, oh, we really didn't need to see that.
1: That was is it like every time Notre Dame has been in the playoffs? Oh my god, five years!
2: I think they dodged a bullet by with Brian Kelly uh leaving. That guy (laughs) was sucks, that guy was
1: awful for coaching for the the playoffs, man. Well, you gotta you gotta remember though, Notre Dame like has certain stipulations that you have to abide by to get in there, so like, yeah, I have to be half decently like intelligent to be able to go there.
2: I think Brian Kelly got got Notre Dame to get rid of a lot of that stuff because they've been able to recruit guys that they never were able to before that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but they can't but, they can't
1: go down and get Alabama kids and Florida no, kids. No, I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, but I mean, they still have talent on that team. Yeah,
0: but
1: it's just now, it's just Alabama and Georgia just they're better than everybody
0: so what do you think josh about this whole transfer portal thing about it's basically free agency of college football where hey i don't want to i don't want to be here anymore because my coach left or i'm not getting the playing time and instead of getting paid enough and having and not having to drop down to the fcs level or division two or division three for a year before you come back up to have automatic playing time where you know caleb williams was it today that announced that he's going to leave Oklahoma after taking over for Spencer Rattler. Now, you know, he can go wherever he's either going to go to North Carolina for, uh, uh, where his girlfriend goes, or he might follow, you know, to USC, but you know, he's going to North Carolina. There's just so many very, like everybody's moving. Like there's the transfer portal. And that doesn't even guarantee that you get put onto another team.
2: You know, I, in my younger days, I would have said, Oh, that's, Oh, that's bullshit. I don't like that. But honestly, if a coach can do it while getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars, well, maybe not hundreds, but tens of millions of dollars, I mean, these, oh, we got to take this bail off our, out of, in front of our eyes. Like all this bad stuff that we think isn't happening in college sports, it is already. Kids are already getting paid. So, and, kids are getting paid and one tenth of these kids are actually going to make it to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So this, this is these kids professional career uh, in college basically. So who does it hurt to be able to transfer to a different school? Oh, I, I selected here. Uh, I'm not getting playing time. Let me go to a school that gives like, to me, I don't see the harm in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: but, and what, it, what, what would it have? What it Like what good did it do to require the kid to sit out a year for wanting to transfer? Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like this isn't hurting anybody. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I actually, that's the first I've heard about the transfer portal stuff. Uh, But I mean, that's what they do in soccer. I mean, they've got
0: everyone, anyone can transfer really. And you look at the L. If you watch the LSU game last night, where they got thumped forty-two to seven, Ooh, I, yeah. Who would they play? They had thirty-five kids dressed for the game. They only had six coaches, which were all grad assistants or assistant coaches left over. Um, oh, because so everyone left after everyone the- left. They had zero. Qu- they had four quarterbacks to start the spring training. They had zero on the roster last night. They had to take a wide receiver who hasn't thrown a pass since 2016 and make him play quarterback. Now, see, didn't that make the game more fun? I mean, <laughs> if you're playing LSU, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Before Brian Kelly gets on his uh, <clears throat> his fake Louisiana accent talking about family. like Go right. Tigers. But, go also, Tigers. isn't that crazy?
2: They only had 35 kids playing for the team just because – Ed Ogeron left. Like, what were they even doing there then in the first place?
0: Well, did Ed, is it because Ed Ogeron left, or is it Brian Kelly coming in and cleaning house?
1: Yes, all of the above.
0: D. Because now that you got the transfer portal, you have another coach. Well, I didn't bring you in here. I'm going to take your scholarship because scholarships are not four year things. They are not even a year thing. They are like a week to week thing. As someone who's been in a Division One program, you know. I know coaches that will rip your scholarship at the drop of a hat. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, rebuilding teams and stuff like that. You look at Miami. Like Miami brings in Mario Cristobal from Oregon. Now they bring in the strength coach with the the sweetest mustache in college football. Um, they're spending. Didn't they take their m- offensive coordinator from Oregon too? And brought mm-hmm, him in. hmm And they just got a really high-priced uh wide receiver coach like Miami's finally all in after firing the athletic director and everything. So maybe there'll be actually something to watch in the next four yeah, or five it'll be years. It'll
1: be weed speed on the East coast instead of the West coast.
0: Fine with me. We get to watch something fun. So i have to stay up till 11 o'clock at night to watch kickoff of a Pac-12 game.
1: It's true. Ugh,
0: those are awful. They are. Makes Pac-12 terrible. less appetizing now. Absolutely. No wonder why no kids want to go out there. <laughs> never, you're never on tv nope Not anymore. <laughs> so uh i think everybody's wasted another hour and a half listening to us Babylon. but we appreciate josh coming on uh getting into the hobby um you know if you have any questions you know me and neil are always here to answer your questions at all times and you know anything that or yeah. if you've heard of something stupid I did or bought, feel free to like call me up and
2: go, like, what, "What's wrong with you, dude?" But you do
0: need to use your Instagram so you can so you can communicate with me and Neil. So if you do buy something, send it to us so we can look at it. Or is the biggest question? card
1: you bought so far?
2: Uh, I don't want to say the price, uh, but it's why uh, I'll tell you what I bought. I okay. Uh, so that way you can feel less bad about yourself your wife's not going
0: to watch this it's okay
2: no it's not okay so i paid 2 250 bucks for that Tejon Cannon kid this is his rookie card that was like a it's the special it was the uh one of the limited Bowman series uh and it was the gold overlay and it was like pop of like 1 of 2 or something out of 50 yeah something like that and i was like it but i felt good because the guy wanted to wanted it to sell it for 400 and i got it to 250 so i was like all right well at least i knocked him down for that
1: too it's not like you have a lot of comps to go off of yeah
0: yeah (laughs) wheeling and dealing
1: gold gold is gold is that's one of the like the new fads right now in all sports is like Everybody gold. wants the gold over any other variation. Yeah. So you pick the right one in that case.
0: <laughs> because you'll find out that that little little nuances matter. Like gold's hot right now. Some people like uh team color match. Team color match. So if the prism if the refractor matches the color of the jersey, so like if you got a Larry Fitzgerald and it's a red refractor with the red home Cardinals jersey, that's yep. popular. Some people collect if it's a number card if the first number matches the jersey number so let's say you know oh, if is looking on number two, yeah, 23, so like, out of 23 yeah so <laughs> if you had a randy monsters and you had the number 84 card out of 199 you can drive the price higher on that because it's a jersey match color card so yeah. you know there's all kinds of stupid little nuances that you'll figure out and i like the the icy sparkle uh, or cracked, I, the yeah uh, the sapphire yeah. or the cracked ice,
2: yeah the cracked I I, I just like the the name of
1: it, yeah. like oh it's sparkly it's shiny <laughs> icy yeah that's cool it's well here that I I'm glad you bring this up because this is a this is a good a point to just like future reference like the eye appeal of a card is very very important very so, yeah like, nobody wants a see that's pretty I like that yeah. Yeah, exactly. Michael Vick. It looks beautiful. Nobody wants like a Christian Pulisic with an orange background. If that makes sense. No. Yeah, that makes perfect. That just looks stupid. But they'll pay happily for something that's maybe more readily available, but is a blue background because it's blue and it matches like Team USA colors, or it's blue and it matches Chelsea's colors.
0: You know. And Panini's (laughs) kind of figured that out because you know they went way overboard with mosaic. Like mosaic yeah. was just all shiny. They tried to copy prism because everybody likes the shiny, shiny stuff. And then it was just like way too much shiny. Yep. Like Holy Everything crap. Was... My eyes hurt shiny. Yeah. And now like, you're searching all those
2: play. Merlin, uh, tops Merlin. Uh, yeah. The tops Merlin are like Chrome and stuff. And it's like, these are just base cards, but they look like, I mean, they're like five pounds per card itself. And, and, they look like they're special, but it's just the base
1: card. Yeah. So, so like, yeah,
0: the Mbappe tops Chrome. Like this is just a base card, but it's the
1: nine.
0: It's the nine.
1: Did you hold it?
0: No. You just bought it back in. I sold and bought it back in. I got this for 130 bucks. So I'm kind of thinking I need to buy
1: into more Mbappe and some other ones now because it's getting,
0: getting a little too cheap for me. Found it cheap. So once again, thanks again, Josh, for joining us. Thank our sponsors. uh, slab savers, uh, graded card solutions, prospect cards, and nation golf. So, um, uh, remember to follow us on Instagram, showtime, sports cards, Doughboy sports cards. One, um, we're live on Instagram. Uh, this will be up on Spotify tomorrow. So if you're driving in your car, and you want to listen to it. Well, this is episode 22. So you got a big old playlist to listen to. So, um, until next time, I don't know if we'll do one this Sunday. I doubt we'll do one on Monday because I want to watch the national championship game, but We'll figure it out.
1: Maybe so. next week we do one for the playoffs.
0: All right, we'll do one for the playoffs. The Colts going all the way. Jonathan yeah, Taylor yeah. for MVP. All the way boys. into the
1: ground. All the way, all the way, all the Jonathan way to the Taylor, Taylor tailback. Hey, hey, real quick. Oh, no. If Jonathan Taylor is being put in the MVP conversation, Cooper Cup should be number one. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all I know is if that if that guy who from Chicago who said he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers because he's a Jerk, and he's a terrible person. May I remind you that OJ Simpson also won this award? Who was also acquitted. That's all I mean, if love don't yeah, fit. Yeah, he, he
1: wasn't proven to be a bad person. Aaron Rodgers, we at least know, is
0: well, which is harder, uh, slashing defenses for 2,000 yards or slashing two next in one night? Ooh, Or
2: dating Danica Patrick. That I mean,
0: well, he's a bad. saint for that. When you're yeah, five dude. foot and bow legged. I'm cowboy. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, until next time, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram. Uh, have any questions, send them over. Until next time. Peace.